This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis, the Old Trailblazer, riding out on old Dan. Come on, Dan, let's go. We're glad to be back with you folks at this time. We're bringing you a series of studies on blood, uh, blood in the Old Testament. And in our last study, we began there, blood on the mercy seat. We saw there that the, the mercy seat is a distinct symbol of our Lord Jesus Christ. We find these words in Romans 3.25. Whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood. That word propitiation means the mercy seat. So we could read it like this. Whom God has set forth to be a mercy seat through faith in his blood. The mercy seat uh, in the tabernacle, let me say again, it was a symbol of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus is the true mercy seat. And so there we've been in that, looking at that study. Now let me call your attention to another great fact. The mercy seat was placed upon the Ark of the Covenant. The mercy seat, which is a symbol of our Lord Jesus Christ, rested upon the Ark of the Covenant, which was a symbol of the throne of God. As the mercy seat could only be seen after the sacrifice had been offered on the Day of Atonement. So we have a picture here of our blessed Lord after he had offered himself on the cross as a sacrifice for our sin. We saw there in our last study how that the Lord had covered our sins with his own blood. And we actually uh, got involved there thinking of what the Lord has done, and I, I was about ready to go to shouting. But there's nothing wrong with that, my friend. But just to see what the Lord has done for a poor old sinner like you and like me, and we see that picture of how the Lord offered himself as a sacrifice for our sin, how he had risen from the dead and ascended to heaven, and now is set down at the throne of God at his right hand. You see, the high priest could not go behind the veil except after the sacrifice had been offered. And the Lord Jesus Christ went behind the veil into the heavenly tabernacle with his blood and with himself sat down on the throne of God after he had offered himself as a sacrifice for our sin there on the, on the cross. Can you, can you get that picture, my friend? The, 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 the mercy seed and those things were symbols of the things to come, and now the Lord has, has appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself, and then he appears in heaven for us to represent us at the throne of God. Can you get that picture? What a picture. Risen, ascended, immortal man on the throne of God. My friend, my dear friend, the Lord Jesus Christ, who died on Calvary's cross as our substitute, who was buried and rose again the third day in that resurrected body, ascended back to heaven, is now seated on the right hand of the throne of God. Can you get that picture? My friend, we hear so much of sweet Jesus. We hear so much of just trust Jesus. All of those little wishy-washy silk handkerchief preaching that we hear today. But our God is on a throne, my friend. He's on the throne of God, interceding. Did you ever stop to think what that means for us as his dear children? It means that you and I, sinner, God's children, we have a representative, the man Christ Jesus in his resurrected body, seated at God's right hand. Did you know it's far easier to believe God's word than it is to argue with it? 
It's so easy to believe God's word, my friend, if you just take it at his word. And we often hold a Bible up here in our pulpit and say, this is God's word. Believe it and be saved. Disbelieve it and go to hell for your trouble. Folks get mad with me for saying that. But my friend, I I, I don't know about you, but I get tired of folks uh, making fun of God's word, making fun of our Lord and disrespecting and disobeying God's word. He is there as our high priest as our sin offering. We don't have a high priest here in this life. We don't have we don't have to go through a priest, my friend. That's all malarkey. That never was the way that the Lord intended. We only have one high priest, our head, and our righteousness, and he sits in the place of power and honor and glory. We we don't you know we we, we have gotten away from the from the authority of God's word. We've gotten away from the majesty of our blessed Lord. And we read there where the angels sing holy, holy, holy all the day. And yet we pay no attention to that. We we need to we need to get back, my friend. We need to take take stock. We just we're just worms of the dust. We just and yet we rear back we rear back at the authority of God, man does. We have so some of these a world-class so-called intellectuals that uh, explain away uh, the, the Lord, explain away uh, everything. But my friend, they just make a good backstick in hell. Do you ever see? You ever hear that? Just make a good backstick. You know what a backstick is? We had a big old fireplace when I when I was a kid coming up, and uh, at night before we'd all go to bed, my dad would put on what we call a backstick. It's a log backlog. And it would stay there all night long. But my friend, if you won't have the gospel, if you won't have Christ to rule over you, if you won't admit that you're a sinner by nature and a sinner by choice and that Christ is your only hope, you just make a good backstick in hell. You know the Lord doesn't need you. The Lord doesn't need you. You say, well, Trevor, you just you just too honorary. You're just too dogmatic. Well, my friend, the Bible is dogmatic. How do you say that, Trailblazer? Well, the Scripture says, It is appointed unto man once to die, and after that the judgment. Now, my friend, if there ever was a dogmatic statement, that's one. The Bible says, The soul that sinneth, it shall die. The Bible says, It is appointed unto man once to die, and after that the judgment. Those are all dogmatic statements, my friend. And I can be dogmatic as God's word is, just like. Now, look, let's call your attention to another great truth here. At the end of this mercy seat, as we described it there in our study yesterday, there was a cherub, the figure of an angel, which formed an essential part of the mercy seat. You could not separate these cherubim from the mercy seat. To do so would ruin and destroy the mercy seat. The cherubim symbolized what? Can you, can you tell me what it was? The cherubim symbolized all power. You know, after the resurrection of our Lord, he stood there and said to his disciples, All power is given unto me and in heaven and in earth. In heaven and in, in earth. Yes, he said to his disciples, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. You see, we have, we have degenerated our God down to a little tin soldier God. We were standing by the side of the time, wanting some ring in his hand because folks won't trust Jesus. My friend, that's not God. That's not the Lord. The Lord doesn't need you. No, sir. No, sir, my friend. You can rant and rave all you want to, but the Lord doesn't need you, doesn't need me. 
doesn't need anyone. He is, he is uh, omnipotent, all-powerful, all-glorious, and sovereign to the nth decree. Degree. You know what the sovereignty of God means, my friend? Maybe you. Maybe we need to just have a little uh, Bible study here. You know what sovereignty means? It means that He does as He pleases. You can't. You can't uh, thwart God's purpose, my friend. I know we have this modern day decisionism now. You know, well, well, if you, uh, uh, if you, Jesus votes for you, and and the devil votes for you, and uh, against you, and if you to make decide, you don't. That's that's a, that's all bull, my friend. That's just bull. God is sovereign. He's the God of the universe. Just just think with me. I asked you in our study past, who did the, did the Lord God of heaven? contact you about how many stars and, and angels and how many um, uh, planets and all of those things that he needed to put out there in the stratosphere? Did he call you up and ask you? No, he don't need you. No, he's omnipotent, all-knowledgeable, all-powerful. And it, it makes me angry. He does. I get angry when folks minimize the power of our blessed Lord. The Lord, your, your life is like a vapor, my friend. All, the Lord just puff at you and you're gone. It reminds me of a, of, a, of a walking on the sidewalk one day, and I saw a, a little trail of, of a black ants coming across the dry sidewalk, and I put my toe out there, and this little fella reared up on his hind legs. All I had to do was squash him. Oh, my friend, that's just a very small picture, bad picture, of the Lord compared to you and to me. We don't have anything. We're just objects of mercy, my friend. Have you ever seen yourself as an object of mercy? Old trailblazer knows and realizes 24-7 that I'm just an object of mercy. Oh, if, if I could just uh, live there with no will of my own, my friend, with, with everything released, can you just release yourself into the hands of a sovereign God, my friend, to do with as he pleases? Maybe this study will help you just a little bit. He says, all power, all power is given to me. Yes, he claimed all power. And when he sat down at the right hand of God, the scripture says, the Lord exalted him above every name, every principality, above every power. The Lord gave him all authority and all power, according to Ephesians 2.20. So all power means omnipotence. Therefore, we have an omnipotent man, the man Christ Jesus on the throne of God in heaven as our, as our, you get it now, as our representative. He, he, he speaks for you, my friend, if you know the Lord. He's your representative. He is, he is there at the right hand of God. He is God, a very God, the God-man. There is one God, the Father, and then there is the Lord Jesus Christ, the God-man, as our mediator. What more do you want, my friend? No wonder the Apostle Paul said, if God be for us, who can be against us? That's the reason I can move unafraid of man, unafraid of the powers of darkness, because the Lord, who is my mercy seat, is, uh, oh, on the throne of God and has all power. The old trailblazer, I can trust him. It is my one desire as his child, redeemed by his blood, to be his bond slave. When we think of the problems that confront us on a regular basis, oh, my friend, the, the, the ills that we have to contend with here in this world, as we face the conditions of life, 
with the powers of darkness hurled against us, misunderstood as pilgrims, barked at by the dogs of the world, as strangers with the wolves of hell baying at us. It's a grace upon grace to know that we have the man Christ Jesus, the immortal man, the omnipotent, eternal representative with all power, seated on the throne of God as our representative, as our federal head. We are his children, my friend. He said, he said that we're his children. Do you, do, does that mean anything to you to realize and to know that you are a child of the living God? Can you lay down at night knowing that uh, whatever happens, whatever comes takes place, that you are a child of God? My friend, I think about that oftentimes, that scripture that says our names are engraved in the palms of his hand. I do. I think about that. I don't understand a lot that I read, but I believe, my friend, that that's true. The Bible's not never makes a mistake. The Bible never made an error. There's no errors in the Bible. Oh, we have these theological professors now who interpret this and that and the other. But if you just take God's word, he says, I came not to call the righteous. Get that. He came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. This is the old trailblazer. I've, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just happy to be with you at this time. And I run out of time quickly. It runs by so quick. And remember, uh, if you would, pray for me day by day. If you enjoy the old-time, old-fashioned gospel preaching, help me with the broadcast a little if you can. And remember my mailing address, the old Trailblazer, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And then my website, a little information there that you might could use, radiomissions.org. And then go there to Sermon Audio on your computer and find much more uh, uh, recorded sermons there by the old trailblazer. Goodbye and God bless you. Pastor Pendarvis invites you to listen to the Radio Missions Internet radio station that presents the old Trailblazer broadcast, Voice of Truth broadcast, weekly sermons, and music 24 hours a day. For information and a link to listen, visit our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org. And be sure to join us again each Monday through Friday on this station for the old Trailblazer broadcast with Pastor Albert Pendarvis. 